chaos is everywhere. Hey, buddy. Sir? How's it going? It's going. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I was just doing my pre-show reading. That's why I needed a second. But we're all good now. And by pre-show reading, of course, I mean just looking through my brain about all the facts about Star Trek Deep Space Nine that I have up in there. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh so yeah, hey everybody, welcome to Cast File Frontier. I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. That guy over there, who is seconds, is Mr. Our Device. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. What? So if he's grumpy, it's my fault. I'm always <laughs> grumpy. It's a curse. Which is all, probably always true, actually. If you're grumpy, mm-hmm. it's always my fault. Um, I'm just making sure I've got all my stuff on, but we're watching uh, Season 3, Episode 5, Second Skin. Of uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Second skin? That's what it's called, yeah. I'm almost there. I forgot I had, I was further down my list of Netflix because I've been watching some uh, some barbecuing cooking shows because I was in that kind of mood the past few days. I mean, all right. That's the kind of mood you want to be in. All right, let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Come on, man. Where is it? There it is. Okay. I was Jesus. <laughs> I know it's still on Netflix because I'm looking at it. So yeah, no, I've got it. I was literally, I was literally at like the bottom of like Netflix. So gotcha. All right, and then we're just gonna get started. So we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. And like every good episode start, we start with somebody drinking some coffee. We. I wonder how she's doing after she found out a murderer is one of her personalities. I think we're going to find out. Well, she's not punching Quark in the face yet. This is going to be a recurring thing with uh, Kira is that she doesn't understand the um, why you'd want to ever use a hollow suite. Yeah. Like, Dax will constantly try and get her to do stuff, and she just always feels silly. It's actually a nice bit of character development for her, because never, like, you don't have to do a whole episode, but it, like, sort of establishes, hey, I'm someone that grew up in a work camp. Kind of like the frivolity of a hollow suite doesn't really make much sense to me. I think that's basically what they're going to talk about now. <laughs> Off smidge cure. Oh. Till. Few questions. Yeah, this is basically what's told in the description. It uh, she's 
weirded out when she finds out that there are records that she was in a prison that she was never at. Yeah, right? And then there's a mystery. (laughs) Yep, that's her. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that, Dax. (laughs) I like that. Uh, That's you. No, but really, look, it's you. Come on, look at it. Look at the screen. You member. Oh, here we go. Yep. Bam, bam. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, Nepit never gets old. I mean, for me, for the audience, I'm sure they hate it. No, I'm sure. But for me, uh, well, I'm thinking it's all right. It's okay. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, and I'll do the bit that I do that probably means nothing to anybody else. This episode aired on October 24th, 1994. So there you go. Now we're going to have another episode of somebody losing memories of stuff. Not, well, yeah, no. It's definitely another one of those what's real, what is an episodes, but it's not um, they do it a lot. memory specific. Yeah, they do like to play with that a lot. What I, what I found fascinating while reading this is that um, like the amount of stuff that the writers wanted to make permanent parts of the character. And I'll talk about more as we get through the episode because I don't want to give too much away at the very beginning. But mm-hmm. just some of the stuff is like, yeah, if you did that, it completely changes who the person is for the rest of the series. And you're just going to do it in this one episode. But um, I'll wait till we get a little bit further just because it'll give it away too much if I devolve. It's everything. all right. It's all right. We'll just WWE it, and then we'll just we'll just go back on what we said the following week, and and just assume our audience is idiotic and don't remember anything. Yeah, well, that's how entertainment company does stuff. Yep. So, and by the way, this is also a wonderful episode, one of the top, you know, ones of Deep Space Nine, simply because Garrick is in the episode, and we all love Garrick. Yes, why would they fake them? I think it was probably Quark. I just always assume Quark did it. Yep. Shiver, he remembers you. I remember you. This seems sketchy. Right? So yeah, he she just called uh, one of the prison people, people that were there, and he's like, I remember you, because of course he does, because that's what they want you to believe. 
Yeah, exactly. I bet this goes all the way to the top to Commander Cisco. Yep. I bet Cisco's been organizing all of it. Oh, he's the only surviving witness, so the other ones are dead. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that convenient? What? I said, well, isn't that convenient? I was about to say, which honestly makes it pretty easy to fake if you think about it. Yeah. If there's only one person you have to convince to lie for you, it's pretty easy. Hey, wait a minute. That was that lady that looked all shifty. Yeah. I'm sure she has nothing to do with it. It's just a regular transport. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes no sense. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I there's a lot of people that like to buy new suits when they think they're going to die. I envy you. Liar! I do love the like I love the attention to detail is that um Garrick points out and you remember the episode where uh him and Bashir go to Bajor. He points yeah. out that's the only time he's left the station in three years. The fact that they thought to mention that's really cool to me. Cause yeah. as much as as much as we don't think we're as stupid as WWE thinks we are, I bet we probably would have forgotten that if they hadn't mentioned it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Transmission. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, no, was transmission. Like another transmission. <gasps> she never showed up. What Rock. the hell? Oh, this episode also does not um, have Chief O'Brien or Jake, so we're going to have to continue to wait to find out what's going on with Jake's dating life. Oh, man. It's uh, the only reason I'm watching this. That's like 90% of the plot we're watching this show for. Come on. Bum, bum, bum. Makes literally zero sense. Okay, so now that we've seen the big reveal that Kira is now a Cardassian, and they'll get into more of it, um... The original idea for this episode was actually for Chief O'Brien to be a sleeper cell, like a Cardassian sleeper cell, for the entire duration of Deep Space Nine. And the only reason they didn't do it was because they couldn't figure out a way to write it so why Keiko and him would have had a completely human child if he was part Cardassian. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
Yeah. But the fact that they were willing to like do that for O'Brien's character, just like, really? You're going to go that far with it? So instead we get this where Kira wakes up and she's a Cardassian. And no, she's not a Cardassian. Yes, she is. That's most of the episode. I, I'm sorry, I gave most of it away. I don't, like, I understand from, like, a perspective of, like, a spy movie why you would do that, you know, like, put a long-term person into your enemies that doesn't even know that they're, they're a spy. Like, you see it in all sorts of movies, but how do you realistically retrieve that person with any useful information? Yeah. <clears throat> This is weird. Yeah, it's a very weird episode. So just, yeah, give everybody really the gist of it. She's an agent for the uh, City in Order, which again is like the CIA for the Cardassians. And she was implanted, you know, about 10, 15 years ago into a resistance cell, and they just got around to getting her back now. Even though the Obsidian Order like can see everything all the time, and it's supposed to be super powerful, and Kira's done nothing but be a thorn in the side of the Cardassians the last three years we've watched Deep Space Nine, and no one thought, hey, we should probably grab her. <laughs> like this is odd yeah because obviously she continues with the show afterwards but i highly doubt it's a change where this is like permanent or something right so either this is a complete like Either this, either they change, either she really is Bajoran, and this is some sort of like physical, like f- some sort of like physical and mental change that the that the Cardassians are trying to do. Right. But if that's the case, how come she can't just like they would have to like literally change her physiology? Right. Well, Which, I will I say, in the world of Star Trek, they do have surgery techniques where basically you are you look like there wouldn't be any way for her to tell it's not like they just put a mask on her right that's like surgery which means all that would have to get like reversed right but honestly the way that you treat it because it's basically just putting on makeup because Bashir does the same thing later for other stuff to members of the crew Um, the way they treat it it's sort of just like you sit there for a minute and just you know change your face so you look like whatever species they need you to look like wow yeah that's really weird in Star Trek. <laughs> oh, well, if that's never mind then. If that's the case, and I'm sure that's what it's that's what's happening. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're pretty close, but there's more to it than that. It's, you know, like everything with the Cardassians, it's complicated. Yeah, but she's not. Sorry about that, buddy. Welcome back. I was getting a drink and I hit the button. Damn my feeble body needing liquid.
Yep. Okay, so I'm at 1349. Where are you? 1349, you said? Yep. All right. I was at like 1425. One second. Okay. Yeah, I was probably uh, disconnect before you were. Sorry, buddy. I'm a failure in life. Yep. You could just agree a little less, like just a little less. Yep. Like 50% less is all I'm asking for. Yep. Okay, are you at 1349? Yep. Okay. We're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Yep. <laughs> Part of the wish is that we had the guts for you to just continue down for the rest of the show, but I would legitimately just hang up on you and finish the show myself. Yeah, no, I'm good. <clears throat> so you're telling me there's a way out. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways out. Like, I'm going to keep watching Star Trek and making podcasts. You can just say I'm done. I'm fun. Almost. Gotcha. I feel like (laughs) the shows are more entertaining with you here to like experience for the first time instead of just a giant Star Trek nerd like myself. Yeah, nerd. Nerd. Excuse me, I'm going to go watch some anime like a jocular person. All right, so we're back into it, and we're meeting Kira's real father. Quote, unquote. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, Can't wait till we get to those episodes. There's an episode. I was just thinking about the face changing. There's an episode later on where a bunch of the cast gets changed into Klingons for various reasons, which I won't go into. And um, they have to go through like Klingon lessons, and it just makes me laugh to think about them. You know what? So far, this is actually really reminding me of that other episode where the uh, the Cardassian kid was like raised by the Bajorans and uh, was like had to like go back to Cardassia and all that. Yeah, it's a very similar like theme, just going the other way, kind of. Maybe the Cardassians didn't fuck around with their people so much that would have these problems, right? It does seem to be a it it does seem to be a a, a hobby of theirs. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I would like to say it gets better. It really doesn't. Towards the end, they kind of redeem themselves, but not really. Well, I think the main point of it is, like, they really seem to, they really seem to consider their their people as like tools. So, like, mm-hmm. because of that, they feel they feel free to like do whatever they want, basically, to them. Yeah, the idea is everything's for the state, so an individual right. person doesn't matter at all. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good thing you're here, Garrick. Right. I mean, just in, for my general enjoyment, because you make me smile every time I see you.
that seemed like really um, like a lot of faith to put in the obsidian order. So just for anybody that doesn't know what's go what he means when he says that, when he says he's a member of Central Command, that means he's like part of the head of the military, which technically the Obsidian Order is completely separate, but they're supposed to listen to the military. So when he says they can, they have um, recording devices in the house, they can't turn it on because they're afraid of him, but that doesn't mean that they obviously would because they're all spies, and of course they're going to turn on the devices. So. No, <clears throat> that's where you know he's lying. That right there. That was that was where it all fell apart for him. Yeah, Cardassian no thinks there should be more artists. I mean, they're probably if they did, it'd probably be a good thing for them overall. But yeah, you're right. That's not a very Cardassian thing to say. Exactly. <clears throat> Well, your mother did a lot more than paint icons. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke from a later episode, and I won't give that away because it's a really good episode. But she did more than paint icons, winky face. Winky, winky, winky. <laughs> uh It is really weird seeing her like in that Cardassian makeup. Yeah. And apparently it was kind of a hard thing to do because one, she had to get there at one thirty in the morning to put on the makeup. Ugh. And then at uh, like after a 20 hour day, she was getting claustrophobic because the makeup's very confining. And yeah. the director was like, Oh, can you just get a few more shots? And she just started tearing the makeup off. Cause like, no, I'm done. <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, I can't even imagine having to be somewhere at one thirty to get ready for a day of work. Yeah, F that. Yeah. Well, I say F that, but it was for, if it was for the amount of money they were probably making at the time. Right. Or the fact that acting, even though it can be difficult and long, isn't right. that like overly difficult. You don't have to deal with random people off the street. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Cisco's so good at blackmailing people. He is, he is so bad. <laughs> he is pure evil. I mean, it all. I mean, not really, but he is. I know, but it all makes so much sense. Like. Of course the Bajorans would want Garrick removed, and of course Sisko would know he was going to be useful, so yeah. he keeps him around. That's exactly what it is. You are correct. <laughs> he might be part Cardassian. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's kind of fair actually. This is one of my favorite Garrick lines. <laughs> oh, I just love that they understand each other so well. Yeah. I feel like Garrick's a very good person to have on your back if he if you um if he will protect you, but um you have to be aware that there's a good chance he won't. So you have to be like five steps ahead of him to make him any use of it, to you. Wow. I wonder why it's not working. What information? Well, I mean. Eh, I don't know. I'm trying to decide, like, the truth and the, because I know the outcome, the truth and right. the lie, like, what, what they're trying to work for. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, that guy is certainly acting like he is, like she is her, his daughter. Yeah, I will say that the lay the layet comes back later, and he's he is one of the better Cardassians, like one of the more likable Cardassians in the whole show. Okay, so yeah, he's asking about Deep Space Nine stuff. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm you don't gonna... cooperate. Yes, sir. Everything. Oh, this one's pretty good. Dun dun dun. Huh. I'm just saying I saw the Undertaker and Diesel do this. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, it's fair. You just see that. WWE did it. <laughs> Actually, this would have been before WWE did it, so technically, when they filmed it, so technically they're ahead of them. 
the best that they that we had done at this point, I think, was Taker versus Taker, and we we poked pretty big holes in that. Go back and listen to our SummerSlam episodes if you want to know more about that. Nope, that's definitely not past tips in the order. That is weird because in the end of everything, she isn't like she is. At least from what my what I believe is going to happen is that she is actually Bajoran. She's not Cardassian, mm-hmm. which means if that actually is the case, why wouldn't they have just like basically beaten her down for answers and stuff? Yeah, well, Unless that's they, the fun. Yeah, I was going to say that's the fun thing about Cardassians. It's always in rushing nesting doll, so there's always more to do than just what you think is going to happen. Right. <clears throat> You can't promise that you're a dirty Cardassian. I mean, if he's as powerful as he says he is, he should be able to promise that, but everything you know about the Cardassians, do you think that's going to hold up? Eh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nobody above getting screwed over in Cardassian society. Yeah. That's why I think I like them so much. It's fair, if nothing else. Has to be stopped that terrorism on Bajor. Mm-hmm. 
I don't buy it. At least they're keeping their word up to this point and not using the cloaking device. Yeah. I don't believe him. Well, you shouldn't believe him, but it is something that comes back later that he is legit claustrophobic. Yeah. So that's part of his character that they start developing now, and I think it's like two seasons before it really pays off. Which, again, just really great attention to detail. I want him to look like a screech rhino, though. <laughs> How, I mean, I feel like Cardassians probably, like, do this to like all like transport ships though. Yeah, you so I can't believe so. they wouldn't have thought of this. You know? Right. Yeah, no, because like as suspicious as they are, you think they would just search every ship and tries to cross their borders. Yeah. Let's all put our trust in Mr. Garrick to keep us alive. Here we go. Right. <laughs> wow, good eye. Now I can never use that transmission code again. Right? <laughs> oh my That's God. so believable. So I believable. Oh, I love how he does that every time. It's just he heard that over trimming somebody's trousers. That's all he's doing. Yep. People talk about all sorts of shit when they're getting their pants tailored. She looks like she's having a hard time. If your pizza when you want a french fry, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't think it matters. 
I was about to say, or is it when you French fry when you want a pizza? Yeah. Like their volleyball facilities? Hmm. Yeah, she looks really out of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a few days of this would be enough to convince anybody at some point. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. No, you're definitely not wrong. I feel like that's always a good dramatic moment in a TV show, the breaking of the mirror. Yeah. But I don't think I would ever try and do it in real life. No, of course not. Maybe my life's just not dramatic enough. Duh. Isn't it obvious? Duh. Again, not what a Cardassian would say. Cardassians are, I will defend them in one way because we've never actually seen a real Cardassian family together. Except, well, when the guy showed up for the kid on Deep Space Nine, he really tried. So anytime um, you see them with their yeah. family, they're actually much nicer than in general. I guess that's fair. Like that's supposed to be the contradiction of them is that when it comes to family, they're supposed to be all about it. And um, everywhere else, they're dicks. Although I'm not going to tell you how, but the exception is Gal Dukat, who's basically just a dick all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't trust them. Yeah, how is that possible? It's not. So this goes back to, um, I think it was the last episode we saw Garrick in, or at least one of the last big ones. Um, there's a dissident order on Cardassia that's against the central command. Remember Quark's girlfriend? Yeah. yeah so, so he's part of that or he's part of that um uh, resistance movement. Gotcha. 
Here comes the big reveal. Ah, it was to try to get this guy. Right. I mean, if they could have got some Deep Space Nine stuff, that would have been icing on the cake. But yeah, the idea was to get him. So to give everybody the reveal, if you're not watching along, basically um, the city owner kidnapped Kira to try and get the Leggets to protect her by getting her off of uh, Cardassia, which would prove he's a dissident, and therefore like strip him of all his um, protection as part of the Central Command. Like I said, nest, Russian nesting dolls. Ooh. Oh, oh. sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically Pretty straightforward. That was the uh, Sidious I am the Senate moment. Yeah, pretty much. Got him. I love how simple that plane is, by the way. Odo's going to turn into a bag. We'll just throw him in the middle of the corner and nobody will pay attention to it. Yeah, right? That was basically Star Trek's version of Gotcha, bitch. That's fair. Yeah. That's very poetic. <laughs> oh. I mean, to be fair, he was going to shoot first, so. Yeah. I know, it's just one of the, another one of those moments that makes me love Garrick. And also is supposed to show us to never trust Garrick. Yeah. Because he will kill you.
So another part of this episode that they kind of backed away from, but again, would just change the character forever, is they were going to have Dr. Bashir tell Kira that they couldn't confirm whether she was really Bajoran or or Cardassian. And so the idea would be that, like, it doesn't matter who she was, it matters who she is, you know, and don't judge a book by its cover, all that stuff. And just like, but yeah, it also just fundamentally changes the character forever if you do that. But they decide not to do that. That was a nice little um that was a nice little detail. Did you see that? I might missed it. What was it? So that that uh um what are they called? Extra uh-huh. that was playing the Bajoran walking by gave uh gave the Cardassian dude an, an odd look. Like he should as a Bajoran. Well that was really good detail. Yeah, really, really good detail. I was very surprised. I'm curious if, like, the extras just was good enough at their job to know to do that, or if somebody had the thought to do that as the director of the scene. I hope it was the extra on his own, and I hope he got a raise for it. Yeah. And I highly doubt it was either of those. Probably not. That's a nice moment. That necklace is a tracker. They got to destroy it. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. What? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was Kira, I would automatically be like, check this necklace. Yep. Now I'm just going to go ahead and put this in my underwear drawer. Right. All right. And that's the end of the episode. So what did you think of this weird spy episode? It was weird. It was very weird. I like I'm not a huge fan of these types of episodes. Uh-huh. But like, I don't know. It was it was good though. Like for for what it was, it was good. I just I personally am not a huge fan of them. Yeah. I see I really like this episode. I do I like the um further showing you how Cardassian society kind of works. Yeah, um, yeah, that was I, interesting. I really do appreciate the fact that they didn't permanently change one of the main characters in that in one of the <laughs> ways that I talked about. But, yes, I um, can appreciate them correcting their own stupidity. Yeah, just not going way overboard for no apparent reason. 
Um, but yeah, no, I've always liked that episode. Again, any episode of Garrick in it, I'm just in, so it doesn't matter as long right. as he's there being Garrick. And there's just some great lines from him in this episode. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Okay, so yeah, we're moving on to season three, episode six, which is the abandoned. A basalic captain takes Cork into, uh, let's see here, into punching the wreck. Oh, purchasing the wreckage of a ship that uh, crashed in the Gamma Quadrant. Um, I honestly, if I know what this episode's about, it's going to be a little bit more about the Gemadar that we're going to learn. But um, That's interesting. okay, yeah. If I'm if I'm right about the episode, because there's a few episodes that have to do with wrecked ships, but I'm pretty sure this one has to do with the Gemadar. Hmm. Um, all right, but yeah. So uh, as of uh, Wednesday, we should be doing um, in your house. We're about to record that, so I'm assuming we'll do it. And uh, just as a heads up, because we've already recorded it, me and DJ Madman, coming in like mid October, uh, we watched the movie They Lived, and uh, we really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if anything yeah. else. Oh, I will say that I'm gonna, I'm going to be working with him at, like next week. And we're going to try to get a few bank episodes in. They're going to be like Halloween themed. Oh, so, yeah, keep on the eyes for that. I know one thing we're going to do is watch the very first Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, which, uh, of course, buddy, you'll be invited to. But he loves Edgar Allan Poe, and that's they do the Raven. So it's like yeah. a really good episode to watch with him. Um, and other than that, yeah, that's what we're looking for, is stuff for October. And you and I are going to work on stuff, too. I'm just not sure what yet. So... <laughs> All right, we'll see you Wednesday, and I hope everybody has a good night. Deuces.